Chapter Fifteen of the Crimson Cryptogram by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Fifteen. What Mrs. Amber knew. Mrs. Amber made this communication in a whisper and then drew back to see what effect it would have on Ellis. He appeared to be less surprised than she expected, for the scene in Busham's office had prepared him to suspect Janet Gordon therefore he was not astonished to find his suspicions confirmed but he did not go quite so far in his accusation as mrs amber for reasons which i need not repeat said he deliberately i am not so surprised as you expect me to be i have long thought that miss gordon might know of the murder but i most emphatically decline to believe that she struck the blow herself but the cuffs were stained with blood i washed them myself and told sarah to hold her tongue miss gordon may have handled the body after the death mrs amber but i do not think she killed the man if you read the report of the evidence i gave at the inquest you will remember that i stated no woman could have struck so firm and sure a blow i hold to that opinion moxton was stabbed by a man what man that is what i wish to ask you mrs amber the ex-actress turned pale beneath her rouge and two red spots glowed crudely on her white cheeks i she exclaimed drawing back how do i know who killed mr moxton i do not say that you know but from your experience of the man and from a certain amount of knowledge which you must have of his past life it is not improbable that your suspicions may have fallen on someone who had a grudge against him no declared mrs amber vehemently i suspect no one that is i did suspect miss gordon because of those blood-stained cuffs but from what you say she cannot have struck the blow so i can guess at no one else if i had done so i should have come forward to give evidence it was my personal liking for miss gordon which made me hold my tongue besides i never saw the cuffs until the inquest was over and moxton was buried finished mrs amber naively you have known mrs moxton and her sister for some time for four years more or less they are twins you know and very much alike but i think janet the cleverer of the two certainly she has the finer character and the more generous spirit laura is fickle and vain ellis did not agree with this and being in love with the laura aforesaid was vexed to hear such deprecatory criticism however he consoled himself with the hackneyed reflection weak in so clever a man that women never spoke well of one another and continued his inquiries mrs moxton earned her money by typewriting did she not yes janet wanted to keep her out of mischief so selected that employment as the best for her laura wished to be an attendant in the merryman music hall also but this janet would not allow i wonder the sisters could not obtain better employment my dear mr ellis they were wretchedly poor and had to take what they could get anything to earn their bread and butter where did they come from i don't know they came to me recommended by herr schwartz and i took them in as cheaply as i could because i fancied janet's face ah me sighed mrs amber i trust i have not been mistaken but so good a girl no in spite of those cuffs i believe in her still why dr ellis 
janet is worth a dozen of her sister or that scampish brother zirknitz do you know him yes i do replied mrs amber bluntly and i don't like him he was here with the girls for some weeks and let them slave and work while he idled about he left pretty soon as i remonstrated with him on the subject and i wasn't sorry to see his back you know schwartz also it seems of course i was in a theatrical company of his once cried mrs amber with great vivacity papa schwartz is a dear good man he helped janet by engaging her at the hall she was his private secretary i thought she sold programs oh yes and showed people their seats she did that also but she really was the secretary of papa schwartz sometimes laura went to the hall and it was there she met moxton he fell in love with her and married her she brought her pigs to a pretty market said mrs amber vigorously but vulgarly but she would marry the beast in spite of all that janet could say do you know about captain garrett and hilda of course i do they lived with me for some time poor girl she is blind and papa schwartz is devoted to her what about her father mrs amber shrugged her shoulders and jingled her bracelets oh he is well enough said she in a disparaging tone a broken-down military dandy hilda would be in the workhouse so far as he is concerned it is papa schwartz who keeps them both in spite of his reputation schwartz seems to be a good man said ellis musingly you say that he engaged janet gordon as his private secretary how was that he knew her in germany or austria or somewhere indeed have she and her sister lived abroad yes for a considerable time i believe their stepfather was a monsieur zirknitz as i learnt from that horrid rudolph but i really do not know anything about their past life doctor janet held her tongue and so did laura in spite of her frivolity who they are or where they came from i do not know papa schwartz might i shall see him about it there appears to be some mystery about these girls mrs amber i agree with you doctor but i am certain they are ladies did you see miss gordon when she arrived here after the murder no she came in after midnight and used her latchkey i thought nothing of it at the time as her business kept her out late but when i wished to see her about the murder which was in the morning papers she refused to let me enter the room i never saw her until two or three days ago when she went away did mrs moxton come to see her no mrs moxton never came near her except this last time to take her away where they have gone i know no more than the man in the moon did anyone come to see her while she was in her bedroom papa schwartz did but she refused to admit him i wonder if he will know their whereabouts he might said mrs amber with a nod janet is his secretary she was but she is not now contradicted ellis she gave up her place mrs amber's face expressed unqualified amazement dear me how does she intend to live i don't know mrs moxton may keep her but mrs moxton hasn't a shilling her husband's father disinherited him for marrying her oh she will come in for some of the property said ellis trying to explain without mentioning about the burnt will old moxton died intestate so half his estate will go to his son's widow but tell me mrs amber do you know a man called busham 
no i never heard the name he did not call here not to my knowledge who is he mrs moxton's lawyer ellis rose to take his leave well mrs amber he said i am much obliged for the information you have given me for certain private reasons i wish to find out who murdered moxton but it seems you cannot help me no i know of no one i cannot guess who would be such a villain but if anyone knows it will be janet gordon she must have handled the body as those blood-stained cuffs show you knew that she was at dukesfield on that night yes she told me she was going and that monsieur zirknitz intended to fetch her home that was why i wished to see her next day when the papers were full of the murder i thought she might know something about it and i am sure she does now cried mrs amber else why did she shut herself up in her room all these weeks i wouldn't have stood it from any one but janet gordon i can tell you you appear to have a great admiration for her i have women dr ellis do not as a rule admire one another but when i know how janet gordon has protected that silly sister of hers and looked after her scampish brother i think of her as one of the noblest women i have ever met with this eulogy bestowed in the opinion of dr ellis on the wrong woman mrs amber parted from him with theatrical effusion the doctor left the pimlico house in a musing frame of mind it was strange that mrs amber who seemed to be a good-natured woman in spite of her many affectations should think so little of mrs moxon ellis piqued himself upon being a reader of character and he could not bring himself to believe that he was mistaken in the widow but he was puzzled to think how completely mrs amber's estimate of her nature differed from his own thinking about mrs moxton recalled his mind to the fact of her disappearance and he wondered if schwartz would know of her whereabouts with this in his mind he hailed a hansom and drove to soho in the meantime pending the discovery of mrs moxton he dismissed all speculations concerning her from his mind so far as he could see time and association were needed to explain her very complex character after the interview with mrs amber the doctor considered the little woman more of a sphinx than ever and he wanted her to speak and unravel the enigma of her being schwartz was in his office when ellis sent in his card and saw the doctor at once he looked more than a trifle careworn but his pleasure in seeing ellis was great and he advanced towards him with outstretched hands nothing could have been more genial than his welcome aha mein good doctor said he in his guttural voice this is kind to come and see me but you have not been to see mein hilda dat is wrong i have been very busy mr schwartz and i will pay you a visit next week say on thursday afternoon ach dat is good at what time for i must be in mine house when you see the eyes of mine poor hilda four o'clock on thursday next said ellis booking the visit oh yes i know the address goethe cottage alma road parkmere dat is so doctor i will wait you on that day and what did you wish to see me about mrs moxton she has left dukesfield and i wish to learn where she is the fat face of the german lost its genial expression ach she have gone well and why do you come to me doctor i have been told that you are an old friend of mrs moxton and miss gordon zo who told you mrs amber of geneva square pimlico ach she was in a company of mine i know her well yes i am a friend of miss gordon 
but she have left me i do not know where she is now has she not seen you lately no not dis many weeks and mrs moxton have gone yes she called at pimlico for her sister and they went off together why do you want to find zem because i have something to tell mrs moxton zo about ze murder of that boor man well not exactly but busham the the eyes of schwartz suddenly flashed with rage ah he is a pig zat man i could kill him do you know him ach i knows him i did throw him out of my music halls vel vel do not talk of him or i will be angry if you wish to know of mrs moxton see zirknitz will he know i think so if he does not no one will with this information ellis was obliged to be content but as he left the hall he observed that the german looked after him with a very singular expression End of chapter 15, read by Don W. Jenkins, Rancho San Diego, California.